Let's go, Big Daddy. Looking good, Billy Ray. Feeling good, Lewis. Woke up this morning. It's sunny. Gotta check on my stocks. Gotta make me some money. I went into my app that's sitting on my phone. Got a lot of time because I'm stuck here at home. Buy, sell. What the hell? Because come four o'clock, I'm going to hear the bell. Gotta make me some paper so I can feel good. Big Daddy stock tips from the hood. Happy I got the money. money. Happy I got those year. pesos. I got those pesos right here. IPOs, dividends, and options. Get rid of that stock, man. It's flopping. Roll over Roth, 401k. Get ready to invest, make some money today. Trade clothes, make a deal, what stock looks good? Let's spin the wheel. More money, more money, more money. Let's get this going, this is gonna be good. Yeah, Big Daddy stock tips from the hood. Show me the money. Big Daddy stock tips from the hood. Big Daddy stock tips from the hood. I'ma just keep getting paid. That's right. Big Daddy stock tips from the hood. Here we go. Looking good, Billy Ray. Feeling good, Lewis. I'ma just keep getting paid. Focus back in here! Turn those machines back on! Turn those machines back on! Ooh, a lot of people gonna be saying turn those machines back on after the four o'clock today. With these Senate runoff races. Woo-hoo-hoo! Welcome back to the BST after a nice, well-deserved vacation for Big Daddy for the month of December. The Cavaliers now playing basketball again, so my life has ramped up tenfold. I'm going to just keep getting paid. All right, settle down, Mike Tyson. How you doing? Welcome back to the BST. Big Daddy, Marty Allen, your host. Uh, Welcome back. First of all, I want to say a big thank you now because... I got a uh, notification that the BST, my show, is now number 193 nationally in the entertainment category. And I didn't know that. I want to thank you all for that. Because when I started doing this show, I did it because my love of radio. It's been, I just celebrated 38 years on December 22nd. 38 years in the business, all in one market, which is almost unheard of if you're in the broadcast business, whether it's radio or TV. You move around to different cities, different states. I've been blessed to work in Cleveland my whole career, and uh, I'm so very blessed for that. But anyway, I, I started doing this show. I stopped doing the Marty Allen show because technically this is the Marty Allen show, but it's called uh, Financial Stock Tips from the Hood. We concentrate on financial news, the stock market, that kind of thing. Uh, and I did that because of what happened with uh, uh, Drew Brees, with the uh, New Orleans Saints, when he got criticized for saying that he believes in standing for the flag and the singing of the national anthem. And he got all kind of trouble, you know, got ridiculed by other players and stuff like that. I went, what? 
Now you're going to get ridiculed for saying that you believe in standing for the singing of the national anthem? I said, oh, and then then at the time, Baker Mayfield came out and he said, well, I'm not, I'm not absolutely I'm going to kneel for the singing of the national anthem. And I went, oh, crap. Now you got those fans down there at the, on the uh, down on the lake down there at the tailgate party getting drunk, starting at 6 a.m. in the morning. By the time it comes to about 12.45, they head over into the building. And next thing you know, at 12.58 or whatever, they start singing the national anthem, and they all looped and ready to go. And there's there's a Baker Mayfield sitting there uh, kneeling for the singing of the national anthem. That's not going to be pretty. That's when I decided to stop doing the Marty Allen show because I realized no matter what you say, it's going to get you in trouble. And I'm, at, I'm 60 years old. I cannot afford to lose my job. So I stopped being, doing controversial stuff and just started doing something that I could share with the audience and we could learn together and grow in my love of the financial market. Started a couple of years ago. And uh, I said, this would be a way for me to still be able to do radio, still do what I love, still be entertaining and, kind of, and get an education, financial education as well. Our financial education is coming up soon with uh, Benjamin Tedesti, our financial analyst. He was on with me, if you remember, for the first time about a month ago. A lot of great response for him. Fantastic stuff. He told me about artificial intelligence stuff, CRISPR and AI. We'll talk to him about that, as well as Bitcoin and uh, crypto, because he was going to get into that. They All of a sudden, Bitcoin was losing money on the stock market right when this whole thing started, before I shut down the show for the month of December. Anyway, he's coming up in a few minutes. And then, of course, at the half hour, Bart Slack, our financial advisor, is coming on, and we're going to talk about the Senate run, the Senate races, because what that means for big tech, what it means for the pot stocks, what it means for our uh, for the cloud and our artificial intelligence, and the whole nine yards. So, so stay tuned. A lot of stuff to talk about, because uh, uh, right now it looks like uh, Raphael Warnock is defeated. Uh, Kelly Loeffler. Now, understand Loeffler, Loeffler. I didn't. I'm not a big political guy so i'm not i'm not sure i know the right financial spelling or right financial spelling the right the correct way to say her name but senator kelly loafler i think that's what it is all right and then and it looks like uh rafael the brother rafael warnock is going to defeat her a lot of people have projected already that he has won and then the other one is republican david purdue who is trailing right now closely it's real too close to call uh, even though Democrat John Ossoff, I would, again, uh, don't yell at me, okay? Ossoff, Ossoff, uh, has uh, declared the winner, which means that that would be two Democrats. That means that the Democrats have a complete sweep. Presidency, the House, and the Senate. And uh, we'll tell you more about this later coming up in our uh, stock market update, but it looks like uh, big tech, as you can see right now, all the big ones are down. Pot stocks are up. And that means CGC is finally on the way. You see what CGC is doing today? Last I checked, they were up about close to $4 a share. But anyway, I will wait and see. I'm going to wait until after today and see what's going on. And then next week, I'll try to have Jeff Tanchak on. He's our futures trader and contributor to the show. And we'll talk to him on next Wednesday because we just jam-packed today and find out what that means because we'll have a lot clearer picture uh, coming up next Wednesday uh, when we do the BST. But anyway, thank you so much. I'm number 193. And again, it's a pleasure to do the show, do something that I love, still be able to keep my foot in the in radio and do a show where I'm not controversial and I don't 
P.O. somebody off, as uh, Pete Franklin used to say, positively outraged. Anybody. I just want to do a show where I can educate people like me who grew up in the hood, people who don't know about the stock market, who would always wanted to dabble in the stock market, but they always think I'm gonna, they're gonna take, somebody's going to take my money. And I'm one of these kind of people that I don't want a a uh, money broker or a, uh, 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 what do you call a uh, 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 Schwab or uh, 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 I can't even think of any other name, but you know what I'm talking about. I don't need a stockbroker to now take care of my money. I'll take care of my money. I'll see what I like. I invest in the time to find out who I like and who I don't like. And then those are the ones that uh, I will spend my, spend my money on, whether it's big tech, whether it's uh, the, the cannabis industry. Uh, by the way, I'll tell you again, periodically, in the hour, you know how many people have told me, stay away from, don't fall in love with Tesla, Marty. Don't, don't continue that torrid affair with Tesla, Marty. They're not going to last. They're flashing the pan. The bottom's going to drop out. Everybody's been telling me. Well, guess what? Who's the only one right now that's up huge today and has been consistently up ever since they went into the S&P right after I closed the show somewhere around the first part of December? Tesla. Tesla. Almost seven I don't know. I think they may be up to 765, 775 right now. They traded on the split. Uh, the split came and they were, I had them about, uh, I had 40 shares, about $497 a share. <laughs> and now they're about 730, 750 and up right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like my affair with Tesla. Okay. Tesla wears nice mini skirts and, 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 and leather around the neck and fishnets. And thigh-high boots, which I love. Tesla has just been a wonderful affair to have. I don't care what you tell me. I don't care how many times you tell me Tesla is a flash in the pan. I like flashes in the pan. It makes me money. So anyway, this, this Senate race thing is going to end. And before we get started, again, I always say I do not. I'll be waiting. On, I'll take a Benjamin Tedeschi's call in just a second when he calls in. But... This whole thing with the with the the last time we talked, you know, the, the the presidential election was still kind of up in the air, and then they said Biden won. But if I if you remember, and this is only important to me because I used to be uh, unemployed, <laughs> and, then, and then my money ran out like around the end of uh, September, something like that, first part of October, I forget. And the whole time before they when they were fighting over signing a second stimulus package, the Democrats, Pelosi, said, no, we ain't signing nothing because we want the American people to get at least $1,200 a week and $600 a week in extended unemployment benefits and, and make it retroactive back to September 5th, which was the last time anybody got any extended benefits, okay? Because the President Trump signed at the time the executive order to extend from July 31st. So basically August 1st to September 5th, you got six weeks more money. And then after that, nothing. Then the Democrats win. Is that my main man, Benjamin? Yes, it is. You got it, Benjamin. Yes, I can. I'll be with you in one second. So anyway, uh, Pelosi said that they weren't going to sign anything until unless they gave the American people $1,200 plus $600 a week of extended unemployment benefits, and it was retroactive to September 5th. Then Biden is projected the winner. And now all of a sudden she says, okay, now I give him 600 bucks, uh, uh, second stimulus money, give him $300 extended benefits, and no retroactive, only moving forward. Well, what the hell happened? I thought you wanted to sign, you weren't going to sign the thing unless it was $1,200 a person. But again, I digress. 
I stay in my financial lane, and that's why I have people on like Benjamin Tedesi, our financial analyst contributor. All right, Ben, so the last time you were on, first time, that great response, by the way, of you being on, and normally for the audience, I would have Ben here in the studio again, but I am an intricate part of the Cleveland Cavaliers radio broadcast network. I cannot afford to be sick by anyone. And therefore, I'm not allowing anyone in my house at the present time. So Ben said, okay. I said, Ben, we could do it on Zoom or we could do it on the radio, on, on the phone. He said, I'll just call in. So anyway, when the last time you were on, fantastic uh, reviews from you being on. And when we got done, the last thing you said is, boy, we still, we got to talk about Bitcoin and crypto because at the time, Bitcoin was taking a big hit. And I don't understand. I understand kind of what, uh, Bitcoin is Ben. So, kind of explain what Bitcoin is, as well as crypto, and what happened back then that you wanted to talk so much about, and where it's going in the future. Uh, well, hey, thanks for having me on. Happy holidays. You too, my um, friend. Yeah, it's, it's going to be an interesting New Year. Um, cryptocurrency, Bitcoin. Um, there's a couple of good books about that. The Age of Cryptocurrency is a wonderful book about. It all kinds of cryptocurrency and the blockchain, as people refer to it now, because blockchain will extend to not just currency, but other things, too, in terms of logistics and how we move things around and how we allocate resources and people and food and all sorts of stuff. Um, Digital Gold is also a good book about specifically about Bitcoin. Uh, Bitcoin Billionaires, which is about the Winklevoss twins, is also a, a very good, interesting book that explains... Um, in good detail, what we're talking about when we're talking about crypto. So um, when we talk about what Bitcoin is, it was a computer program that was developed by a person that uh, <laughs> we really don't know who he is uh, because his identity has been kept uh, somewhat of a secret. He uses a pseudonym that's a Japanese pseudonym. Um, and when they refer to the smallest unit of a Bitcoin, they call it a Satoshi, which is one of his names. But um, everything that people have done to try to determine who this person was has not been helpful. Um, they believe that he is a, an American or Canadian, possibly, who lived in California, who came up with this program. So what happens is with Bitcoin is people log on to the site, and then their computer then crunches through an algorithm. And as it crunches through this algorithm, people or the computer, the program that's on this the program, every few minutes, I think it's like every 10 minutes or something like that, they can get awarded a fraction of a Bitcoin. So it incentivizes people to constantly be on and to be crunching this algorithm, which is what they refer to when they talk about mining Bitcoin. That's what is going on. Now, right now, um, there's so many people mining it right now. You need uh, almost industrial-level computers to really um, kind of get ahead of the game, so to speak. It's kind of like um, buying a lottery ticket. Um, the more lottery tickets you buy, the greater chance you have of winning the lottery. Same thing is true with computing power. Where the more computing power you have crunching these numbers, um, as a result, the more opportunity you have to get a Bitcoin. So p- places where you see mining now with Bitcoin will be areas in which there's uh, available computing power and electricity is really cheap. Uh, so in the United States, it's mainly Utah, oddly enough. Um, and then, of course, globally, it's China. So um, what was going on with Bitcoin is, you know, famously, I don't know if you remember, um, Ross Ulbrich. He was the person... Name um, sounds familiar. He's from Texas. Uh, He actually grew up in Austin, where I went to college. I know the high school that he went to. Um, He ended up going to UT Dallas, and then he ended up getting a uh, master's degree at uh, Penn State. 
and uh, he was actually working in the area of physics, but he didn't get into the doctoral program he wanted to, so he went back to Austin living, uh, I, I quote-unquote say, in his parents' basement. But my <laughs> Austin friends always joke they don't have basements in Austin. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> which, is, which, is, which is true. Right. Um, he, became, he became the Dread Pirate Roberts. He was the person that founded the Silk Road website, which used Bitcoin for transactions because it's mostly anonymous. It's, we know now that it's not completely anonymous, but... Um, it takes some figuring out to track people. The government can track people if they're using Bitcoin without, quote-unquote, washing their Bitcoin, which you can launder Bitcoin. Right, um, right. So it was really viewed as being this kind of underworld currency that people were using, so it had a pretty bad name at that point. Um, the Winklevoss twins were already you know, involved with this, and they were getting into Bitcoin at this point, um, and they were happy when the government took down the Silk Road website, which actually took them about two years to really bring down the website. But Ross Ulbrich the Dread Pirate Roberts, uh, went from having literally no money to having over $180 million in Bitcoin in a, about 18 months. Wow. It was, it was insane. That Bitcoin today, which was auctioned off by the federal government, would be worth over a billion dollars. And Ross Albert, by the way, is in prison doing two life sentences. Oh. So, yeah. Well, he... He entered into the realm. Uh, American Kingpin is a really good book about uh, Ross Albrook and that yeah, whole situation. Yeah. And it gives you a good review uh, about what, what are the possibilities of Bitcoin. So what's going on now with the rise of the most recent rise of Bitcoin? Because, you know, we've seen it go from, um, I think when I talked to you, it was like $13,000 of Bitcoin. I think it reached $35,000 of Bitcoin, I think, earlier today, um, is that institutions uh, like larger banks and some funds and so forth, um, are taking their money out of gold. There's been an exodus of gold. I think it was like, I read yesterday, it was like $7.5 billion was taken out of gold reserves. And now they're going to be, most of these places are going to be putting a good portion of that money. They say it's about $3 billion was flown into Bitcoin over the last couple of months, um, will be going into Bitcoin and cryptocurrency. So Bitcoin is the big dog on the street when it comes to cryptocurrency. Ethereum is the, the, the next biggest one. So that's why you're seeing a spike, because you're going to see a lot of institutions that are going to usually have, they say, between 10 and 15% of their investments in cryptocurrency, specifically Bitcoin. So JP Morgan, I think, said earlier this week that they expect the price of Bitcoin to go up to about $146,000 of Bitcoin. Um, and that's that's probably by, by the end of the year. So, again, sitting at... 35 right now, imagining it going to there. I I imagine that sometime in the future, not this year or next year, but maybe within 10 years, Bitcoin is going to be about a million dollars of Bitcoin. Wow. And, and in, that, in that, that means that the smallest unit of Bitcoin, the Satoshi, will be worth $1. So I think that's where it's eventually going to head. Uh, but of course, too, you're going to see other investments in Bitcoin. And there's a limited amount of Bitcoin, meaning that I think there's like 21 million Bitcoins that will eventually be divvied out over time. And the final Bitcoin will be delivered, I believe, in the year 2049. Um, and then there's no more Bitcoin after that. So, yeah. So wow. we're, we're, we're coming into this age in which people want to find some place where they can place their money that is going to be essentially out of the reach of government, meaning that, um, you know, unless you're exchanging the Bitcoin into cash or dollars or euros or something, the government can't tax Bitcoin. So that's the, the beauty of it in the terms of for people who want to 
uh, escape the leashes of, of government, so to speak. Of course, governments have issue with that, but right now, and, and two, Bitcoin is not legal in every country. Yeah, um, it's legal in most countries, but not every country. So, and I think too, the governments have been slow to um, establish regulation um, as to Bitcoin, and it'll be difficult for them to do so too. Um, not impossible, but again, difficult. So, uh, yeah, that's why I think people are really looking at. That's why the title of that one book, Digital Gold is so interesting and fascinating, is that it is um, representing this new place that people want to put their money that they know that will be able to stand the test of time. So um, I was reading an article recently, like, Bitcoin's never going to go below 20K again. You know, that, that's not very likely. It could bounce back down into the 20s, but I, I don't see it ever going below 20K. So Talking to um, uh, Benjamin Tedesi right here on uh, the BST. Also, Ben, uh, the first time you were on, you, you, you introduced us and told a lot of us who didn't know about uh, uh, Apple and Google, I believe, getting in bed together and the artificial intelligence. And you introduced us to CRISPR. And yeah, uh, I got doing really well. I was going to say I jumped in and got me a little bit of uh, CRISPR and I've been happy with it so far. What else yeah. do you see uh, coming up, especially now with the Senate runoff races going on? And it looks like uh, at least right now, they're tied, and they got one left. It looks like uh, uh, Warnock beat uh, Loeffler, or Loeffler, however you say mm-hmm. her name. And then, of course, the other one is Purdue and Osloff or Osoff or whatever, and that one's too, mm-hmm. too close to call. So let's say, give me a scenario that now with the uh, Democrats having control of the House and the Senate and, of course, the presidency, what kind of stock would you be looking to buy if that were to happen? What would be favorable to you? Yeah, you're going to see the, the – we were talking about this before, the bump in marijuana stocks. Yes. Um, I, like grow, I like Grow Generation because it's based in Colorado. Mm-hmm. That's been doing really well for me, too, this last uh, now, few months. Now, is that a stock company, a Grow Generation? Yeah, it is. Hold on. I'm writing yeah, this down a little bit. <laughs> yeah, grow, grow Generation. <laughs> grow Generation. Okay, go I ahead. Think the, I think the – hold on. Let me see. The, the ticker, uh, I believe, is GRW something. But if you just type in Grow Generation, it'll oh, come yeah, up. Yeah, you better believe um, we are. 105. <laughs> yeah. So, go ahead. <laughs> Yeah, and and that's going to be because um, of, of statements that they said, and then they're, they're moving to try to decriminalize uh, marijuana on the national level, which yes. will be great for um, those companies because right now banks don't do business with them. They, have, they have to operate almost entirely in cash. Right. I think I know you. I know a guy that lives uh, here in Rocky River where I live, and he developed. This is he's uh, actually my age, and he was in the first Gulf War. And well, to be fair, he's. I'm going to get it straight because he went to school with my ex-wife's sister <laughs> okay. in Saint Falls, um, and it was funny how we were like talking. You know, we knew uh, uh, my my ex's sister and stuff, and uh, he developed a um, a bag that was designed to seal in the smell of dead bodies. Oh, you know, cause, you know, in the military, right? Like, you know, to make sure that these bodies, of course, that are decomposing. Um, uh, don't don't uh, the odor doesn't escape the bag or the container that they're in. Right. So he developed some of this technology in that back, and now he's transitioning this technology for packaging of marijuana. So he travels back and forth between Rocky River, Colorado, uh, Washington State, Oregon, um, these places that have recreational marijuana. And he <laughs> he came in from the airport one time, and he had a hundred and eighty grand in cash in a knapsack. <laughs> huh. And I was laughing. I thought it was kind of funny. You know, I mean, it's Rocky River. Not like someone's going to jump him. But still, you know, um, that's the kind of money that even he has to walk around with. And he's just on the periphery of this business. Right. right? right. Imagine those people that are the suppliers, 
right? And the uh, the purveyors and the sellers of this stuff, they the banks won't touch their money because the banks are afraid the federal government will step in and just take the money. Yeah, because they're FDIC, so, right, 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 exactly. So with the um, with Biden and the Democrats taking control, you're going to see a relaxing of this where they'll just decriminalize it and they'll let the states make the decision about whether or not they want to have it legal, right? But that will open up all this money to be put into bank accounts now. So you're going to hear, and the banks are going to prosper from this too, right? Just like, um, not to target upon darker times, but in Miami during the cocaine boom, um, all these mafiosos, particularly the Sun Trust Bank in Miami, this is back in the 70s and 80s, they had 10 times the amount of cash deposits as any other banks in the country because it was all drug money that people were depositing into these accounts. And the SunTrust then used that money, of course, to loan out to construction companies who then built all these high-rises in Miami Beach. So when you go to Miami and you see these high-rises, those are wholly funded, you know, by deposits of cocaine, right. you know, the, right. the money. So you're going to see this in, in Denver and these other places where all of a sudden these banks are going to be flush with cash and they're going to be loaning out money thanks to fractional reserve banking. You know, a bank can lend out 10 times what their cash deposits are. So... You know, we're going to have a, a situation where um, you're going to see a boom in the banking industry in those areas and also in um, uh, these marijuana companies. So, wow. Benjamin, I, don't know if, I don't know if Ohio's going to get on board with that. Ohio, we're kind of a weird state. You yeah, know, we, don't, we, we always um, last, Ben. We're always, yeah. we were last with the casino. <laughs> you know, they, they tried to get the casino and then every other place opened up around us, Detroit and right. every other place. And, and then finally, when we get there, it's like every state is saturated with casinos, so we were yeah. like behind the eight ball, you know? Yeah, you, you remember everyone around here that was like getting on those buses and going on those casino trips? Yes, to, wheeling, uh, wheeling. I, I totally remember that. It was so funny. I used to have friends who do that on the east side. They would like, oh, I'm going on a bus. I'm going gambling this weekend. <laughs> My sister was <laughs> one so of them. Man. My sister went to a wheeling, <laughs> I think wheeling West Virginia, yeah. I think once wheeling every West month Virginia. or once every other month, mm-hmm. and she went with her church, and they all got on a couple buses and they went down there and spent their money and she said listen there was nothing here at the time and and so she would go there now i must say that my uh my esteemed owner dan gilbert i still think is involved with jack casino which is a fine Mm -hmm. casino facility but i'm just saying Mm -hmm. ohio was one of the last ones to get in there and with the money i i would think that once they saw colorado and then la now new jersey and all these other places uh, 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 having legalized med- uh, recreational marijuana, you would think that we would get on board to do this when we always crying about not having money. Well, this would be, especially with the pandemic and so many people not working, yeah. this would be a great way to generate a lot of revenue. Oh, yeah. And then, again, it's it's unfortunate. Um, and, you know, I, I, I think I met uh, I met Mike DeWine years ago. He's a wonderful guy. I, yes, I he is. He has... The, the state's best interest at heart. I, I do believe he's a decent person, but he's a bit of a teetotaler. You know, yes. he he's not. He looks at these things and he identifies them as being bad things. And um, you know, once you know, as, as fortunately, you know, uh, unfortunately, I should say, you know, at states ever since the Civil War, we don't print our own money. You know, Ohio, you know, we're latched on like every other state to the federal government. You know, dependent on this cash um, and this influx of federal money. So uh, I love that Colorado has. And to be fair, too, just, you know, <laughs> all my cards on the table, I was actually born in Denver, um, but I did, I did grow up here in Cleveland, um, is that the state there you know, has taken it upon themselves saying, hey, listen, we can't depend on the federal government to pay our bills. And they've now done this where their, their state coffers are overflowing, you know, and they can, they can pay for whatever they want to pay for now, and good for them. 
um, and two, with the stimulus money. And, that, and, you know, that comes back around to Bitcoin. The stimulus money that we're just turning the faucet on for, which seems reckless, in, <laughs> in my opinion, uh, yeah. you know, in the sense that, you know, it, it's going to really hurt the value of the U.S. dollar, which is why Bitcoin is taking off, right? Because this money that they're printing, you know, obviously we're borrowing the money from the Federal Reserve, but they're printing that money. And we don't have, we have a fiat currency. We're not on the gold standard. We haven't been on the gold standard. So Nixon took us off the gold standard before I was born, right? So yeah. there is nothing backing our currency other than the confidence that the U.S. pays their bills, which we do. You know, we've never defaulted, but still... That's, it's a dangerous situation, and, and people know, the country, the world knows, right, that we can't just print money, which is actually why we got off the gold standard in the 70s, because after the Bretton Woods conferences, after World War II, this kind of weird kind of history stuff, um, we, um, as a group of, of nations, agreed to um, tag the value of other people's currency to the U.S. currency, and our currency was backed by gold, because at that time, after World War II, we had half the gold that had ever been mined in the history of the world. That's how much gold we had. Wow. Like legit, like crazy amount of gold. So we had a very stable currency. So everyone tagged their currency to our currency, and our currency was in tagged to gold. And we backed that up by saying, listen, if you ever want to exchange your currency for U.S. currency or for dollars, we, we got the gold for you. So when we started um, getting involved with the Vietnam conflict, and then when that was escalating, we were losing a helicopter every single day on average, which cost over a million dollars at the time. And the Germans and the French realized that we weren't paying for this, that we were just printing money. And so they started going, okay, well, if the U.S. is going to do that, then we're going to get some of that gold back. So they started exchanging Deutschmarks and Francs for gold, and they were doing it in massive amounts, right? And so Nixon was like, uh-uh. <laughs> He's like, I- I- I'm done with this. And so he took us off the gold standard for that very reason. But wow. the French and the Germans were right. We were just printing money. We weren't paying for that. So, wow. you know, the, we're back down in this, in this cycle again where we're printing money, trillions of dollars. I of know. Money, right? I know. Where, and <laughs> Everybody it, it, asks, it just, where's this money coming from? And it just, we're it, borrowing it. We're, we're borrowing it from the banks. That's all we're doing. We're just, we're creating the banks. Are, like, we were, again, back before about fiat currency, right, and fractional reserve banking. The banks just print this money. They can make money out of nothing. And that actually harkens back to what we would call the French-Indian War. (laughs) But, you know, the Europeans called the Seven-Year War when Britain and France got into it, right? And the the difference between those two systems at the time, which actually, of course, led eventually to the French Revolution, was that even though it was kind of a stalemate on the battlefields, because the British had devised fractional reserve banking to allow them to come up with all these massive sums of money, and the French were on a completely different system. The French were bankrupt by the French-Indian War, the Seven-Year War, whereas Britain came out ahead because they had a better system of banking. See, this is, right? why, this is why I love you, man, because, see, I get an education. I was talking at to the top of the show about why I still do radio. It's because my love of radio, and I still get an education. And since I've fallen in love with the stock market and financial, this kind of thing, a couple of years, I've gotten such a great education from people like you. And I've only known you just a couple of months. And, of course, Bart Slack, who's coming up in a, in a couple of minutes, who's been my my buddy for the, the my whole 38 years of, of career of being in radio. When I hear you talk, it's such an education that you give to me and to the audience and I want to tell you how much I appreciate it talking to Benjamin Tedeschi. Tedeschi, before you go, give us a couple more 
uh, stocks that you kind of been watching and, and think might be doing well, particularly if the Democrats uh, uh, do something good? If the Democrats, you know, like I said, when they, they come out, they're, they're going to find what they're referring to as a blue wave, yes, which yes. refers to renewable energies. Yes. So there's a lot of ETFs of renewable energies. That's going to be, I think, the biggest sector of growth this first year underneath the Democrats is that they're going to be trying to shift away from big oil, from coal, and into solar, into battery, uh, into those renewable energies. That, that, I think, will be the biggest push this year, other than Bitcoin. I think that will, you're going to see the biggest return on those renewable energy stocks and oh, ETFs. My God. Benjamin Tedeschi, every... Uh, semi-every weekly, depending on his schedule, because he's a busy guy, you know, <laughs> he's out there making a lot of money. But anyway, whenever he, you can give us the opportunity, I'd love to have you on uh, on the BST, okay? Right. Oh, just uh, the those companies are going to be iShares Global Clean Energy ETF. That's the, the marker for them is ICLN. And then the other one is going to be um, Kenso Clean Power ETF, which is CNRG. And then um, Invesco Solar uh, ETF, uh, TAN. Um, those are all up almost ten percent. Oh, I'm, I'm, and, and, and believe you, I'm going to I'm going to text you later to get those three uh, symbols again for the audience. I, and I do appreciate it. Okay, my friend. Yeah, it was good talking to you again. As always, okay, we'll have you on again. Okay. All right. Thanks. All right. Take care, Benjamin Tedeschi, a financial contributor, financial analyst to the. BST. Let me real quick before Bart Slack goes in. Now, let me tell you about that. It's not real quick because I love Goldberry Roasting Company, but let me tell you about them right now. Listen, over the time that I took off, there's nothing like, and if you know anything about me, usually in December is the last couple of weeks of the year I usually shut down the show, whether it was the, the Marty Allen show, whether it was the GLC with Galetti and Bender and Carlita uh, or this show. But uh, everything just happened right at the beginning of December. And I just couldn't keep up with everything. Uh, I'm narrating a book, which I'll tell you about in a little while after we talk to Bart Slack. Uh, very excited to do that. I was asked to narrate an audio book, and I just finished it. And so I had that going on. We had the uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers started playing. Uh, the first preseason game was December 12th. And, and so I just had so much going on. I couldn't keep up. And so that's why I shut the show down. But my point is, is that, the best part was that I got some private time. I got some I got some recharge the battery time. And the thing that I had almost every day was Goldberry Roasting Company coffee. And of course my main man Pete Cooper over at Goldberry Roasting uh supplied me with my uh Kenya AA and of course with my Brazil, my two favorites over there. And they got lots of different flavors at goldberryroasting.com, goldberryroasting.com. Just go there, and when you pick out your order, and put in the uh, coupon code GoldberryBST, GoldberryBST, as in Big Daddy Stock Tips, and you'll get 10% off your order, okay? Uh, they want you to try the coffee. They want you to see what different blends are all about. And all over the world, Guatemala and Ethiopia and everywhere, it's just unbelievable. Goldberry Roasting Company Coffee. When you are relaxing, when you are trying to close a deal with a client, you know what? Everybody likes coffee, especially when it's cold right now. A nice, good cup of hot Goldberry Roasting Company coffee. Absolutely delicious. Goldberry Roasting Company. It's some damn good coffee. All right, waiting on uh, financial 
advisor Bart Slack to call in because we're going to get a little bit more into these Senate races and what that means and who is who should we look out for? Who should we be maybe uh, uh, stocking up on? And we'll go from there. But let me tell you, before I forget, because I always forget my brethren's over at the uh, Savage MMG Network. The show gets going and then I forget and then by the end I forget to promote them and I feel bad about it. So I want to give you a, give them a plug now as well as my buddy Rick Maruniak. Oh, hold on a second. Is that you, Bart Slack? Yes, sir. You got to hold on to brother. Be with you in just a second. Okay. Uh, anyway, so uh, my main man, Gary Lee, Podcasting Dangerous over at the Savage MMG Network. My main Savage is, is the bomb. They got a new studio. They got new equipment and they're doing their thing over at the Savage MMG Network. And of course, and of course, Gary Lee with his show, uh, Podcasting Dangerous, I believe, and still unless you, he'll, he'll text me later. I believe it's uh, on at six o'clock on Thursday nights. I believe it is. So make sure you check out them because I always like to promote podcast brothers. Like I said, because of people like Benjamin Tedesi and of course, because of my man coming up in just a second, Bart Slack. The uh, Big Daddy Stock Tips from the Hood is now number 119, 193 with a bullet nationally with the National Podcast Association. They informed me I am number 193 with a bullet moving for in the entertainment category. So people are liking what they're watching and listening to. And I just want to say thank you to them. All right, let's bring in my main man, financial analyst, Bart Slack. He's still rich. It's 2021. He's still rich. He's still retired. And he's still doing his thing on the stock market. And if you remember, Bart Slack said to us uh, right after the election, he said, wait till the first of the year, around January 4th, 5th, when they have this runoff election in Georgia with the two races that are up for grabs. If it goes to both the Democrats, there were two seats. If both went to the Democrats, they would, it would be a blue wave. The Democrats would have the House, the Senate, the presidency, and that would mean to So right now, Bart, that has happened. And it looks like, uh, and, and you could correct me because I know you know everything political, but it looks like Raphael Warnock has beaten Kelly, is it uh, Loeffler? Loeffler? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then it looked, they, they projected that Warnock, who is a black uh, Baptist minister, uh, is looks like he's going to win. And then, of course, the other one was Jack Perdue, against uh uh, uh Jack Perdue, uh, it, it, David Perdue against John Ossoff or Ossoff. Yeah. It looks like Ossoff is uh, he, he's going to win that. Okay. Well, so they, 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 what the latest I read is that it looks like both those seats are going to go to the Democrats. Yes, yes. And yeah. and I and I'm looking at Big Tech today. They are suffering in the, in the stock market, Bart. Yeah, um well the the, the feeling is that they're going to come after some of the big tech stocks with additional regulations. You know what I mean? Um, and that, that's, uh, you know, that's explaining some of the, although the, the NASDAQ is still up today, but some of the big techs are, are down, you know, Apple's been down, Microsoft's been down. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I think there, there's concern that, um, you know, that there's going to be heavier regulations with the Democrats in charge, but, one thing you got to you, you peel away some of the details here. Um, it would be a fifty-fifty split in the Senate with with the Vice President Kamala Harris being the tiebreaker. Uh, and the thinking is that okay, the Democrats are going to get their way, whatever they whatever they want, they're going to get their way. But I've been reading a couple of things already that said you know it may not be that that simple. That just because it's fifty-fifty with the tiebreakers at the Democrats. 
that they're going to get whatever they want. There's some Democrats out there uh, that are kind of moderate that are from from states uh, that are heavy oil and energy producers, um, which is kind of counter to what uh, what Ben was saying. You know, he's he said to take, you know, take these renewable energy ETFs, which are doing very well today. But you look at some of these senators like Joe Manchin in West Virginia, who is a heavy coal state. And there is another senator in uh, South Dakota or Montana that's also a Democrat, heavy oil state. You know, they may not be so uh, uh, so willing to jump on the renewable bandwagon that the rest of these left-wing Democrats want. So uh, they're saying, you know, be a little cautious right now. It may not be that they're going to get their way on a lot of this stuff. So I think that explains why the stock market in general uh, is is high is very high today. I mean, it's up almost two percent on the Dow. The S and P is up one point two percent right now. Um, so th- their thinking is this may not be you know the the uh, the whole blue wave that we're thinking of because of the way the Senate works. They, they plus there's some really arcane rules that the Senate has about spending and uh, things that have. Uh, effects on the budget have to have sunset provisions. They can only last a few years. I mean, they're they're starting to peel away a lot of the details, um, and that's why you're not seeing this. Uh, you know, some people said if the Democrats take the uh, Senate seats, the market's going to crash. Well, it's hard. It's not crashing at all. In fact, right. it's up nicely right now. Right. So uh, I think cooler heads are prevailing in, in the analysis of of what the effect of the Democrats taking over is going to mean. Um, the other thing that it's it, 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 the Democrats being in charge of is actually good for a lot of stocks that are involved in infrastructure. They think, you know, Trump was pushing infrastructure for a long time, but the Democrats didn't want to give him what he wanted. Now they're thinking the Democrats are going to come in, and they've always wanted infrastructure spending on stuff. So a lot of stocks like Caterpillar and other stocks that are, you know, heavy into building and infrastructure, they're up really. They're up really nicely today, and that's part of the reason you see the Dow. The Dow is up uh, almost two percent today. So, you know, it's kind of, the, the these elections that the, the way they affected the markets. It's 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 so hard to predict because uh, you know, in, in one way emotions tell you it's going to happen this way. Then when you peel it back and say, wait a minute, it, it may it may happen that way. Right. Well, I, um, I I'll tell you what. And I, the other thing is, you know, they're saying, you know. Uh, the Republicans were were dead set on only a six hundred dollars stimulus. That's what I was stimulus. about to bring yeah. up. Yeah, and and then uh, the Republicans, no, we're only doing six hundred. Trump wanted two thousand, right? And then and now the Democrats, you know, that they're they're in charge of uh, Congress. There's there's a lot of talk that now they they will come back with a two thousand dollar net stimulus to the people, and that's got uh, that's got the markets excited that it may. This may spur further economic growth that the Democrats are going to shoot out more money uh, on stimulus packages. Yeah, because the first thing I'm uh, talking to a financial analyst, Bart Slack, that was the thing I was going to bring up. It was like, was it just me? But the whole time when they were fighting over the uh, the second stimulus package, Pelosi kept saying, no, we're not signing anything that doesn't give the American people $1,200 a month, uh, a second $1,200 check, $600 a week extended benefits, and that would be retroactive to uh, uh, September 5th uh, once the president signed the executive order to extend it for six weeks. But then once Biden was projected as the winner, 
Now all of a sudden they come out and say, okay, give them 600 bucks, give them $300 a week, and no retroactive back to January 5th, just only moving forward. It was like she was adamant not to sign the bill because she said we needed 1200 but then once Biden won, she said, ah, just give them 600 And yeah. that, that's what drove me crazy. Well, that's political gamesmanship. It's just, yep. she didn't. She didn't want to give Trump uh, uh, any anything, uh, any kind of a boost. So she did her best to hold it back and and to to criticize it. Yeah. Now that Biden's in, they're 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 talking about doing a two thousand uh, dollar, you know, an additional fourteen hundred bucks to the to the six hundred that all already went out. And I absolutely am in favor of that. By the way, um, to Donald Trump. <laughs> <laughs> listen, Doc, speaking of Trump. Him and all these Republicans contesting the election, that's going to do nothing, in your opinion, no, correct? No. It's, done, it's a done deal. No, yeah, of course. Okay, that, that's, okay. That's a pipe dream. Uh, you know, you could be cynical about it that, uh, you know, uh, Trump and some of his um, his staunch supporters were using this as fundraising, you know, to, to kind of uh, to say, listen, contribute to our campaign. We're with Donald Trump. We're going to stop this thing. And it was all, it, it, it's, you know, the height of cynicism says it was just a scheme to get more money. And others believe that, you know, Trump really does, does believe, I think he does believe that he got screwed. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. but uh, I don't think it's going to, I don't think any any of this is going to change anything. Got you. And, and uh, one other thing, now that it looks like the Democrats will have the blue wave and control everything, the House, the Senate, and everything, the presidency, now, as Benjamin Tedeschi, do you agree with him that marijuana will will be legal on the federal level, recreational yeah. use? Right. I think they're going to definitely definitely loosen up that, and I think they're going to. Um, they've. I think they've got the votes votes to do that uh, to to loosen that up. Yeah, and so now banks will be able to do business with the cannabis industry and. States will now, as Benjamin Tedeschi was saying, states will now uh, individually decide if they want their state to be uh, have recreational marijuana legal. So but if but if the here's a question, if the government makes cannabis legal on the federal level, does that mean that even though Ohio doesn't have a law that says it is that they could still arrest people for having Oh, yeah, I think I think a lot of the, you know the um, a number of things the regulations are going to be left to the states, just like just like alcohol is to this day. I mean, I think uh, um, uh, I think the government is going to let the states control a lot of things uh, as it relates to marijuana, um, which which as you guys already talked about does not bode well for us in Ohio. You know right. because. We are, Ohio is such a last. Yeah, I mean, we're always last. Yes. Like we talked the last, we were yes. last on the casino thing. We're going to be last on this pot stuff, and uh, it's going to be kind of kind of frustrating. We are not a very progressive state when it comes to to these types of things, gambling and and drugs. Yeah. Um, uh, welcome back, my friend. I really appreciate you uh, having you. And people missed you; they missed us. And but again, we need a break every now and then. So, so the final question is now. If it looks like, as it's looking, that the Democrats now will control everything, what stocks would you say are probably going to suffer, and which ones do you think are favorable? Oh and oh not boy. not in not individual stocks. I mean, like tech stocks, cannabis, 
uh, the cloud people, artificial intelligence, all this kind of stuff. You know, is there? I'm thinking the tech stocks going to probably have to look out, right? Uh, yes, they'll have to look out. But as we talked, I think you know the the, the pot stocks. Uh, the pot stocks are doing well, as uh, as Ben pointed out. You know, the renewable energy ETFs, uh, investors that are heavy into that, are doing real well today. But uh, like I told you, I said I, I I'd be a little leery about that right now because there are some Democrats who are very you know, kind of moderate guys in states that are heavily dependent on um, fossil fuel, coal, coal, uh, coal, uh, oil, um, uh, and they're not going to go for these uh, for these renewable things. Uh, you know, like uh, like you might think. So they're just not going to uh, fall in line like everybody. I don't, thinks they I don't are. know. Yeah, I, I'd be I'd be a little careful about just going whole hog into into the renewables because I there's a couple of guys and the Democrats said no way they're going to go for that. Uh, so it's not going to be a slam dunk uh, in in that area. But right now, I mean, a lot of short term stuff. Uh, the reaction to the Senate on a short term basis. Uh, that stuff's going to even out over time, I think. Um, but p- p- pot may be something that has some sustainability. Yeah, my uh, CG, my uh, CGC baby is finally coming. I can yeah. hear the train starting to crank up. It's up like fourteen percent today. Um, although I don't know that you hold out a lot of hope for those Canadian uh, I know. producers. I, know. I think they're going to still put up roadblocks for those guys. Yeah, I, I, I bought some, and then I, I, I was only careful. I only bought a little bit because CGC has burned me before, and, I, yeah. and she, they've given me VD, and I just don't like VD from them. You know? <laughs> I love you, my you know, brother. The other, the other stocks, you know, you know, you the heavy industrials like Caterpillar and uh, that, those kinds of stocks, I think the Democrats are really going to push for oh, for man, infrastructure. Hold, hold, let me infrastructure write that down. Spending. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Caterpillar, oh, I like that. They're uh, right here, right here, yeah. off eighty two. Yeah, a stock like that, and uh, I'll, I'll see if I can. I can send you some other uh, names. Martin Marietta, for example, is oh, a big maker cons- construction you. equipment. Um, so these are, uh, uh, there's another stock called Vulcan materials. It's a big infrastructure spending stock that they're saying this thing could move today, uh, as well because of, um, I think there's more, uh, more assurances that the government, uh, that the Democrats are going to go with infrastructure, some heavier infrastructure, more so than renewable energy. In fact, uh, Vulcan materials is up 10% today. It's up 15 points. Wow. Um, it, it produces, you know, things that go into construction, like asphalt mixture, concrete, yeah, that kind of stuff. That stock is up over over ten percent today. How's plexiglass, so, how's plexiglass doing? <laughs> plexiglass, plastics. Yes, uh, I've been yeah. trying to find out which which is the right stock ticker for the best plexiglass stock. You know. <laughs> hey, listen, I, uh, you know Ben's recommendation that one. Uh, uh, G uh, it's G R W G. Yeah, uh, yeah. That thing is that that thing looks really nice. I mean that uh, that's moving up really nicely. That that's an ETF. No, that's a stock. That's a growth. Uh, that what do you oh. call it? Growth. Oh yeah, he called, oh. that's right. I got it written down. The growth growth generation. Growth generation is G R W G. Oh man, you guys are turning it, me on. It's, it's doing really nicely. But here's the other thing. See, I'm not, you know, Ben is a lot more aggressive on this stuff than I am. Yeah. I looked up the G, and it's a small company. I mean, it's got sales of like, uh, 
Uh, it had 79 million uh, last year, and but it's projected to double this year to to like 180 million. So it's Ooh. growing fast. But it's still, I mean, that's, that's kind of a small company, but it is growing fast. That's I mean, right. It's moving. Hey, my funds were small until I got in bed with Tesla, <laughs> okay? So I don't uh-huh. mind starting at the ground level. Hey, didn't I tell you I would buy Tesla if it hit 500. 500? I remember yeah. that. I remember that. Oh you were my like, God. they were around 450, 459 at the time. You were like, oh, I'm going to see the sustainability. I'm it. If it goes past 500, I'm going to, and, I, and I didn't do anything and moved past 500 so fast. <laughs> I, you know, I, I was like, oh my God, it's going to drop now. And it, it kept going. It's still going by Tesla. Baby. They're one of the few big techs that's doing very well today. It's, it's, a, it's, un, I, I think there are people that have been in this business for 40 years that still can't figure out what the hell's going on with. That thing. That's right. But <laughs> but you know what? As Mike Tyson says, I'm gonna just keep getting paid. <laughs> I love you, Bart Slack. Take okay, care. Have a good day. Happy New Year, brother. You too. Talk to you next week. Bye. <laughs> That's right, baby. Everybody, if you look at big techs right now, if you look at them, they're all just suffering today. Amazon and Google. We'll get to them in a second in the stock market update. But my Tesla, I don't care how many people tell me to stay away. My Tesla is the best torrid affair I've ever had in my life. Okay, Randy Nyergis, he knows. Richard Cole, he knows. Mike Helm, he knows. They know that I've been talking about Tesla since this damn program started, and I ain't stopped talking about it. I've had so many people who told me, don't fall in love with him. Don't fall in love with That's a young blonde with big boobs. She's going to take all your money. I don't care. I'm 60 years old. I ain't got time to wait. And Tesla is just the best touring affair I've ever had in my life. Right, let me tell you about Rick Maroniak just before we get to the stock market update. And I got to get out of here because I got to take a power nap. Power beauty nap, by the way, until about 2.30. And then I got to get up. And then I got another game tonight. I got another. We're back in Orlando tonight, the Cavaliers. Uh, excuse me. And then we got another game tomorrow. I mean, I've been down there almost every day this week. Uh, game Monday, which we got our uh, we got our tushies kicked by Orlando, and we play them again tonight, like I said. Yesterday was Cavs HQ. I was down there for 10 hours, then a game tonight, then a game tomorrow, and the show, and I'm playing pickleball. Now my life is just so complete because now I joined the Broadview Heights Recreation Center. I had wanted to play at the Broadview Heights Recreation Center for a long time, but they didn't allow it. Unless you were a resident. And if you weren't a resident, you got charged out to Badui. And so then my buddy uh, Jimmy Hamulak, who plays over there, said that they got a special. This is about a month ago. They have a special that uh, 60 and older, you can pay $26 a month. And right now they play Monday through Friday, 1130 a.m. until 2.30 in the afternoon. And on Sunday morning from, 11, from 8.30 in the morning. Until 11.30. So now I got the best of both worlds. I get up in the morning around 7.30. I go uh, get in the swimming pool at the uh, North Royalton Y at 9. I swim from 9 to 10. Then I come home. I have a little quick breakfast. Just a little something to put a little smelly in the belly. And then I go over at 11.30 and play at the rec center until about 2 o'clock. Then I come back home. Then I take a shower. And then I hit downtown to do a, a, a radio broadcast game with the Cavaliers. My life is just complete. It's full. And I absolutely love it. And and one of the reasons is my main man, Rick Maruniak, with the book God Doesn't Need a Badge. 
God doesn't need a badge. Rick Maruniak available right now on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, all the uh, major booksellers. And now I was privy enough to be the audiobook narrator for the book because Rick is a born again Christian. And he wrote a book about how God has interjected and helped him solve some of the most serious cases when he was a, a detective slash SWAT sergeant slash internal affairs all at the Cleveland Police Department. And he is a born again Christian, and there's uh, a lot of passages in the in the book from the Bible, and I play the role of God and Moses and the narrator for the book. So that's coming out. We we're we're in the final stages. The book is completed. The audio book is completed. It's now gone on to the audio review for uh, quality assurance. Blah blah blah. So hopefully by February the audio book will be available, and I think it's only like ten bucks. So if you would like to hear Big Daddy. Play the role of Rick Maroniak with passages from the Bible. Okay? You remember Charleston Heston from the Ten Commandments. Well, Big Daddy is Moses and God in the passages of the book and also telling Rick's story. God doesn't need a badge. It's coming soon on audiobook narrated by the Big Daddy. All right, let me get you your stock market update. And like I said, right off the bat, if you had Tesla during the holidays, right when they said... That they were going in, finally going into the S&P. All I could say to you was two words. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Tesla is the train that keeps on rolling. And I'm smiling ear to ear because I was the one telling everybody. And all the doubters and naysayers said, don't fall in love. She's going to take your money. And I'm telling you, Tesla, the big, beautiful blonde with the big boobs, she's been giving me lots of money. Lots of money. And giving me a tour de fair at the same time. So, Merry Christmas if you got Tesla. All right, pot stocks on the move. Uh, Tilray. Tilray. True Leave. And, of course, my GLC is finally, after all this time, starting to move. And, of course, my sleeper, which my brother loves me for, is IIPR. IIPR. I've been telling you about that since I started the show. Innovative, industrial, property resources. They don't buy pot. They don't sell pot. They don't grow pot. But what they will do is acquire real estate for you to grow pot and buy pot and sell pot. Okay? That's what they do. So no matter, they're like a hedge fund. No matter what way happens, the people who want buildings and real estate and properties, that's what IIPR has done for you. My brother just been making me shrimp and lobster and scallops and crab legs. Brother Jeff loves him some Big Daddy for IIPR and, of course, Tesla. Now, let's get on the other side of this. When it looks like the Democrats are now going to take over the Senate, the House, and the presidency, big techs right now are down today the bubble might be bursting with these senate runoff races all right i pull most of my money out of my big talks my big talks my uh, my big tech stocks right now aap aapl apple is down amazon is down google nvidia microsoft netflix adobe alibaba all down the only one up the tesla train keeps rolling and finally the artificial intelligence. Hold on. Somebody's calling me. Hold on. I'll be with you in one second. And finally, the cloud and artificial intelligence stocks is in play now. Snowflake has dropped around 100 points over the last, about $100 about over the last uh, three to four weeks. 
Okay. Uh, hey, they didn't want to wait. Uh, over three to four weeks. And then, of course, there's Z-Scaler. Z-Scaler is doing real. That's Z-S. Z is in zebra. S is in Sam. Okay. Those Z-Scaler is the other artificial intelligence company. They were doing okay today. They're holding it on. Uh, ben Tedeschi, who was on earlier, told us about CRISPR. CRSP, I think it is, on the stock market. And, of course, AI, which is artificial intelligence, when he was on with me about a month ago. That's your stock market update brought to you by God Doesn't Mean a Badge with Rick Maroniak. Coming soon to audiobooks narrated by yours truly, the Big Daddy. Okay. Let's see. What else? Did, did, I, uh, did I get anything? Okay. I, I, I thank you guys for making us number one in the country. Number one. Number <laughs> number 193. You can see how excited I am to be back on the air with you guys. The, the BST, the Big Daddy Stock Tips from the Hood, is now number 193 nationally on in the entertainment category. And I got this email right after I shut down the show. I was also I was almost feeling guilty about shutting down the show because I got this email uh, from the National Association saying your, your show is doing very well. We just wanted you to know you don't need to do anything, blah, blah, blah. Oh, don't forget my man Joe G. Joe Gabriel. Joe Gabriel is the beat writer for the Cleveland Cavaliers at Cavs.com. Cavs.com. Well, uh, Joe is also very funny. He's on a lot of times on Cavs HQ. He was on the Cavs HQ on the radio a few times. And I was in Joe's ear for years now, a couple years saying, Joe, you're funny, you're entertaining, you got to do a show. And Joe comes from a radio background as well. Well, finally, last week was the first inaugural a show of Wine and Gold Radio, Wine and Gold Radio that he does with uh, John Michael, who is now the TV play-by-play announcer on Fox Sports, and of course, Rafa Hernandez Brito, who is the Spanish play-by-play announcer. All three of them now do Wine and Gold Radio, and it's not your traditional podcast. It's like a radio show, like me. It's like a radio show. I like using effects, and I like using sound, and you know that's how Joe G is. But anyway, go to Cavs.com and just type in the search at Wine and Gold Radio, or just do a Google search, or as a lot of people are using now, instead of Google, if you want to stay. See, if you have a web browser, and you don't want nobody to know where, if you're going to unscrupulous sites, you use the Tor browser, T-O-R, T-O-R, the Tor browser. They've been around for a long time, and it kind of helps keep your identity private. Well, Google is, of course, the number one search engine. Well, if you want to kind of stay private in your searching, you want to use DuckDuckGo. DuckDuckGo, okay? DuckDuckGo. And you can search in there, and it kind of keeps your identity private, your IP, this whole kind of Thing. So that if you want to be private in your browsing and searching, DuckDuckGo, <coughs> excuse me, is the search engine you want to use. And of course, once again, the Tor browser is the browser that you would want to use instead of uh, Firefox, instead of Chrome, instead of Microsoft Edge, in, instead of Internet Explorer, which I don't know why anybody would use anymore. Or did I just say that too out loud? Anyway. Thank you guys for making the show a success. I did it just for the love of radio and for fun. And all of a sudden, I find out that the show is doing pretty damn good. So I, I am, uh, I'm happy about that. Thank you for that. And of course, like I said, don't forget Joe G. Don't forget Rick Maruniak. Don't forget Goldberry Roasting Company. And don't forget to tune in next Wednesday because we a lot more will become clearer about who won, who lost. It looks like the Democrats are now going to have the House. So that means that uh, cannabis stocks 
I may finally dabble back in there with CGC. I may take uh, CGC on the dance floor for a little, little mamba. Okay, because I've been a fan of them for the longest time, but they couldn't get their stuff together. Uh, those of you who may be new, CGC is Can- Canopy Growth Corp. They're the one of the largest, but they're based in Canada. A lot of restrictions on them from still doing stuff in the U.S., but that could change now with this whole thing happening in the Senate and the House and the presidency. So you keep want to keep an eye on that. And, of course, Tesla That's all I can say. I love you. I love you. You've made my life wonderful as a as a as a confirmed bachelor. I love you guys. I'll see you next week. Don't forget uh, podcasting dangerous with Gary Lee as well on the Savage MMG Network. Just search that Google or Duck Duck Go. <laughs> I love you guys. See you next week on BST. Big Daddy Stock Tips from the Hood. Looking good, Billy Ray. I'ma just keep getting paid. More money, more money, more money. Get those brokers back in here. Turn those machines back on. Turn those machines back on. Focus back in here! Turn those machines back on! Turn those machines back on! I'ma just keep getting paid.